episode of it's not you it's them but it might be you with me la 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 let me explain and wednesdays are the days when i can really utilize all of my professional knowledge and skills and become an agony aunt for you all for the day as always if you want to submit a question to the podcast you can you've got to send it to at ask la 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 let me explain it's different to my main page which is at la 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 let me explain this one is ask la 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 let me explain if you send it in with a voice note that's great but obviously you have to be up for having your voice on there if you don't want to send it with a voice note we can get a voice to record it so let's hear what is stressing you lot out this week hi la la how do i find a fuck buddy I've been single for four months after leaving an eight-year relationship. My partner constantly rejected me for sex right from the beginning. I've healed emotionally now, um, and I really like my current life. But one thing I'm still missing is dick. I'm on all the dating apps, and I don't want to be a fuck person or waste anyone's time. So when I match with someone, I tell them pretty much straight away that I'm not looking for anything serious, just want fun, affection and intimacy. Some guys are fine with that and we flirt and sexed for a bit. But none of them want to meet and then they ghost me. Then there's the other group of men who give me the most awful responses as soon as I say I'm looking for casual. Straight away start telling me that they want anal, choking, spanking, lots of other rough sex stuff. I'm not into all of that, so I ghost them... It seems like nobody really wants me or they just want to use me for rough sex. What am I doing wrong? I feel horrible. Oh, it's such a horrible feeling. The dating apps are so draining and exhausting and I totally understand why they're making you feel horrible and that nobody wants you, but that is not the truth. I feel like they died a death a really long time ago. They're not the same as when they first started in 2013 or whatever when they when they became really big. They felt like a place where you could actually, it was all new and novel and and nobody was there, you know, people were all there for the first time and it felt like you could actually genuinely meet a lot of people to go on dates with, to have whatever you wanted with and and actually I made friends. You know, there's people that I went on dates with back in the early Tinder days who it never worked out with, but we are good mates now. But actually, it's just not the same. I think the apps are now full of people who've been on them for years. They're exhausted, unable to figure out what they're doing, jaded, cynical, bored, often married is what I'm finding with uh, heterosexual men. So many of them in relationships on the apps. And I just don't think the apps are the future of dating or casual sex or anything But if you are going to use an app to try to find a fuck buddy situation, then I would suggest trying one that's actually designed for casual sex. I think Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, well, maybe not Tinder, but they are more geared towards people looking for relationships or, or whatever. But Field, and there are other apps that are literally designed for people who are looking for fuck buddies, ethical non monogamy, stuff outside of the parameters of a traditional monogamous relationship 
In fact, you should listen to my Wednesday podcast from a couple of weeks ago, which was titled Field Female Misogynists and an Overly Familiar Ex, because it talks all about the importance of maintaining normal safety considerations and about that balance of not wanting to date, but still not being just ready to jump into sex straight off the internet, because often that is not really a safe thing to do. But all of this is actually working in your favour, you know, the, all of this rejection, all of this, you know, men either ghosting or going in really hard with the horrible sex talk. It is doing you a favour in the long run, because actually every man you've spoken to would have been a huge waste of your time. You know, they, they, none of them would have amounted to anything. And actually this whole experience of continually meeting people who don't actually want to get to a date or who don't want to take things seriously, it is such a common experience on dating apps now. And it is so easy to internalise that and think, what am I doing wrong? What am I putting out there that isn't leading me to get to dates? But it is just such a common thing now, which is why I just think dating apps are becoming a bit of a waste of your time. So I just truly think that that is not the place for you to find this. Uh, you know, casual sex can be found anywhere. You can meet somebody just out in a bar or in the gym or whatever. And if you have that connection, then then it's better to go from that platform of I've met someone I've got a mad sexual connection with and I want to, this to lead to sex rather than I'm looking for sex. I think that's a much kind of harder way to do it. But maybe you could try sex parties or sex clubs in your you know in your area. These things are happening. But make sure you choose a classy one like killing kittens. Some of them are like, you know, held in the Royal British Legion. Well, maybe not that exactly, but you know, you can hire out like working men's clubs and they black out the windows and like Barry and his wife Vera do a bit of swinging with I don't know Gary and Margaret. You don't want to accidentally end up in one of them ones. So so make sure you're looking at the right the right sex parties but apps are shit for so many people it's not you it's them i'd suggest getting out into real life because there is actually fucking plenty of men looking for casual out here not not short of men desperately wanting sex and not relationships so i think if you search in the right places you will be okay hi lala Six weeks ago, my one-year situationship came to an end and I can't help blame myself or think I should have left sooner or done things differently. I waited a year for this man to ask me to be his girlfriend or take me seriously and he never did. And he only took me on a total of two dates. And when I asked him what was happening with us, he was like, yeah, we're going in the right direction. But that's all I ever got from him. We spoke every day. I found myself being infatuated with him as I wasn't used to this like level of consistency with communication. I saw him all at the time because he's my neighbour. And I think it made me like him more. I used to ask myself, why aren't you leaving when he won't ask you to be his girlfriend? He told me that he wasn't seeing anyone else and that I shouldn't either. I found out seven weeks ago that he's been sleeping with someone else for four years on and off and it has sent me into a spiral. When I confronted him, he begged for forgiveness, so I chose to forgive him. Silly, I know. But since that point, my trust disappeared. I kept asking him where he's been and why he's taken ages to reply, and he wouldn't respond, and I drove myself absolutely insane. Then one morning after I told him I was changing as a person, he ghosted me, never gave me a final message, just disappeared. A week later, I asked him why he ghosted me after a year of speaking all the time. And he ignored that message too. And because he's my neighbour, I bump into him all the time. And now he just speeds off in his car and acts like I don't exist or I've done something evil to him. 
It's killing me. How do I deal with this? I mean, my first thought was move. And now I know that's very simplistic and it's obviously not going to be the answer. But fucking hell, having to live next door to them is extremely annoying. And that is really key. Like, don't shit on your doorstep because when things go wrong, it does make things extra awkward. But, you know, I think this ghosting has stemmed from your change in behaviour. You suddenly became more boundaried. You became, you you were expecting more from him. You were asking questions. You were making demands, you know. And I think at that point, that change in behaviour led to him just going, this is not fun and easy to deal with anymore. And that is a good thing. You didn't do anything wrong with that. You really created a situation where you demanded more respect. He didn't want to give it. He ghosted. Feels like a shit thing. It's a very good thing. I think maybe the situation shit began to feel a bit too serious for him. Perhaps he felt that you were demanding accountability and uh, and more from him and he just didn't want to deal with it. It's shit and it's horrible and it's cowardly and it's disrespectful. It's absolutely the pussy's way out. Obviously, as Betty White said, pussies are strong. I don't know why we use that terminology. It's the testicles way out. They are much weaker than vaginas. He has shown his true colours and actually has done you a massive favour because I think this would have gone on for a really long time. How long would have this continued? You know, you sat waiting for a year for him to decide to whether he was going to ask you to be his partner or not. And actually, this getting pulled out from underneath you without any choice, I think has saved you a lot of time and wasted energy. He played the classic no-labels fuckboy game. He strung you along with the hope that things were going to go in the right direction. He kept you hooked with the regular communication, but he didn't take you out. He only wanted sex-based dates and he never made it really clear to you where you stood. It is so classic, no-labels Fuck boy. You know, they give you a little bit, they give you breadcrumbs to keep you there, but they never give you all of what you deserve. And there is no need to blame yourself or beat yourself up for not leaving sooner. When you've invested time and energy, there is actually often that feeling of, oh, well, I can't quit now. You know, like getting to the point six months down the line where you think, oh, I'll give up. You start to think, well, it must, maybe it's just around the corner. Like, surely the longer this goes on, the deeper his feelings are going to grow. But it rarely works like that with no labels fuckboys. And there is a whole part in my book about them, actually. And I think that my book would really help you. There's a whole chapter on fuckboys and how to spot them and what to do about them. So reading that would help you. And so would blocking, deleting and moving on. And again, my book teaches you how to do that. You need to build your self-esteem and realise that this is no loss to you. He's done you a favour. Get my book, Block, Delete, Move On, available in any good bookstore, Amazon, all of them places. But in the meantime, when you're waiting for my book to arrive, it's really important for you to just go hard on the self-care and the self-love. If you can get some therapy, that would be absolutely amazing. If not, go on YouTube, look for some things about how to boost your self-esteem. There's loads of great videos on there or just have a Google. Journaling is really good. Write down your thoughts and feelings so that you can help to process them. And in terms of what to do when you see him 
hold your head up high. Try to prepare yourself for the fact that you probably are going to bump into him. And actually, you're not embarrassed about that. You you are owning this. You set your boundaries. He didn't like it. It's over now. And that's great. I know I'm putting it in a simplistic way. I know it's difficult that he lives next door, but you have no option other than to own it and to hold your head up high. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, the third and final question says, Hey Lala, I've been spending time with a guy and on a trip away I introduced him to your podcast. We explored limerence, red flags and the effects of porn together and they sparked really interesting conversations. When the Body Count podcast came up, we listened and we had a chat about it. I agree with everything you said and of course, absolutely think that women should never be shamed for the amount of people they've slept with. However, he raised a point that he's set on and I don't know how to refute it. He said that the difference between a woman with a body count of 50 and a man with a body count of 50 is that sex is more easily available for women. For men, it takes charm, charisma and more skill. So whilst he agrees women shouldn't be shamed, there is a difference and they should be judged differently. He's really open to hearing another point of view. So I'm taking this as a pink flag, but I'd be interested to know your thoughts. You know what? The first question of this podcast where that woman has spoken about wanting to be able to find casual sex and really struggling to do so says it all and actually you should get him to listen to that because that totally blows his stupid little theory out of the water and I actually don't know who started this fantastical notion that all women can instantly find men that they want to have sex with with complete ease like we just can go I'm really horny today let me go outside in the high street and just ask anyone if they want to fuck And to be honest, we probably could. We probably would have some results. If I just walked out of these studios now onto a road full of men, it probably wouldn't be that difficult to find one who would go round the corner and shag me in an alleyway. I'd estimate, though, that 99% of women who aren't, like, in the middle of some serious psychosis or something wouldn't just have sex with anyone. And I think the reason that men think, though, that we would and that it's so easy and that we can just walk out the door and just fuck as we please, I think the reason that most men think that is because they know that if a random woman did just come up to them and offer them sex, 99% of them, including the married ones, probably would just go down that alleyway and take it. And isn't that the thing that we should be really judging here? Why aren't we judging the gender that is seemingly willing to fuck literally anyone that wants it? The gender for whom it's normalised to pay for sex. If we are judging based on some puritanical ideas about sex, then surely the judgment must be directed towards the ones who have it without standards. Towards these men who would just have those who are just easy to have sex with, according to this man that you've been dating. His theory is completely wrong in many ways. 
In fact, there are a lot of very uncharming, uncharismatic and very unskilled men having a lot of sex. If we're basing our reason to view them differently on the idea that for one, it took skills to get someone into the bed and for the other person, it just took having a vagina, then does that mean that any woman who had to charm a man into bed is free from judgment? If a woman had to use charisma and skills to get a man into bed, is she now a hero, not a hoe? Because we do. I've seen women, I have seen in like certain settings, a really hot guy and several women being onto him and then pulling out all the stops to be the one who competes for his attention, ramping up the flirtation to get him. So does that mean that the winner of that man on that night, if she sleeps with him, she's not a slag? She, she, she's just the same as a man because she had to work for it. But most importantly, and actually I think this is where the big pink flag comes in with this guy, is that why does he see sex as a pursuit, a challenge that takes skill? Why is this being looked at in some kind of hunter-gatherer terms? Isn't sex something that you do for connection or pleasure? And hopefully both. Where is the desire, passion and love? Aren't those the reasons why you're having sex with people? Why can't he envisage a scenario where a woman just enjoys sex and won't get into a relationship with a man until she's slept with him in case that there's no sexual chemistry or whatever and just hasn't found Mr. Right yet and who enjoys hot sessions with friends with benefits? Why is she any worse than Gary who goes to Magaluf and has sex with 14 girls in a fortnight with no charm and charisma employed whatsoever? It's all bollocks. There is absolutely no good reason to hold a double standard on this topic that doesn't involve any kind of sexism or some kind of sexism. If you hold a double standard about men and women having sex, that is rooted in sexism and clearly is a flag. So I'd see how he feels like once you have... I mean, I don't know, are you going to be able to play this to him? That might ruin things, you know? Like if you're like, hey... After our conversation, I wrote in. Oh, and maybe it won't. Maybe he'll be open to that. Who knows? But I'd be very interested. I want an update on this one. I want to know what he thinks after you have refuted his nonsense with these counteractive points. Let me know. All right. Can't believe this body count bollocks is still still stressing people out on dates. Like, just please send every man my body count podcast and shut them up and then just don't talk to them again after that if they continue to try to argue with you fucking annoying anyway if something is annoying you head to ask la 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 let me explain give me a shout and if i get to it and i choose it i will let you know if you want to record a voice note please do because we love having your voices on the podcast i will be back on friday for more icks red flags dating dilemmas friday night reminders so i will see you very soon la 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 let me explain And this has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.